So, guys, today we are talking about pricing. Pricing. The price is right. <laughs> and I think this is an often asked question, and you guys have actually asked us for advice on how to price your offers for creative entrepreneurs because we enjoy what we do. Yeah. And then we don't know how to value our own worth and our own work, especially when it's very quite esoteric. There is a market rate. There is a market rate. But you might not know what the market rate is. Yes. So Correct. I think we are trying to help people who have a little bit of a hang up around pricing. Mm. So we hope this is something that when you have problems around pricing your offers, if you tune in, it will give you some options to mm. think about how you can move forward in the pricing thing. We want to interview you. Yes, Kit Chan, Kit Chan, we interview Please come on our show. Chaban生吗？No啦，not yet，not yet，not yet啦。Yeah，and Right? Hello, you podcast. mean we are the equivalent of them, right? Nowadays,我们也是很走那种很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很很
body hugging. Go where can find this kind of time? <laughs> go and go online and find lor. <laughs> yeah. Then when I ordered it, there. yeah. When I ordered it, I didn't know how it would look. But then when I wore, I was like, mm, not bad. I think I would be a very good runner up. You know, <laughs> I still thought I would lose. You know, because it was so good. You, you really gave like, up on yourself. Yeah, but I wanted to be a good sport lah. Because you know, like those are theme parties. If the birthday boy gave you a theme, I mean, put in some effort lah. Go lah. <laughs> so it's not really about winning or not lah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's in, so I thought, okay, then yesterday we won. Then, okay, I want to talk about this because I, it was body hugging the leggings, right? And then someone oh, the actually. image in my head. Yeah. Quite, yeah. I got photo, ma. I actually shared the photo, ma. You were sitting Instagram. down, ma. So yeah. can't really see what. So then there was my friend who actually said, wow, I see the front so kim. Oh. Then actually you turn around, wow, even more kim. Then he was the saying backside. the backside is very nice. Wow. Yes, but I can't put it on my own. I'll put it on the show notes. I'll take a photo. <laughs> no, but I'll wear naked ties. But naked ties can't wear. It's very gross. It's very like sweaty. And it's wear once, throw away one. Oh, you throw already? Ah? No, la, it's still somewhere. <laughs> oh, that means you haven't watched it. Are there mushrooms growing already? Yeah. <laughs> so All right. Gross. It's time for Love Grams. Okay. I love Love Grams. I love Love Grams. Love Grams love us. Love is love is love. Okay, this is from Zombie123. Um, he or she says, highly recommend this podcast. I just started listening to this podcast and I'm so happy to have discovered Lito Podcast through a friend's recommendation. Hey, all these friends, huh? thank you so much for recommending. Huh? Who are? Whoever you are, thanks can't for recommending. Can't get a free gift. Yeah, can't get a, claim a free gift. <laughs> uh, we should give some like Lito swag hey, out. We should. Eh? Huh? T-shirts, okay. huh? we should do a giveaway on Let, Instagram. Let's think about that. Huh? Okay, let me continue reading. Mm. Okay, so I've listened to every single episode and I find myself resonating well with the values and experiences shared during the podcast from Dan and Rebecca. It was easy to absorb and every episode is insightful. The songs chosen at the end of each episode are like bonus Easter eggs and I love how appropriate related it is to each episode. The podcast is definitely something I look forward to every Sunday. Would definitely recommend listening to the Lito podcast. It's a great companion, especially on daily commutes. Thank you, zombie. One, two, three. Okay, one more. Okay, this next... Lovegram review is from Vonicus. Mm. Mind opener. Dan and Rebecca have great personalities. From the first episode, I felt like I really got to know these two people, what they do, how they like, etc. It's really like being part of a conversation and making two new friends. Listening to their discussions and experiences is easy because they are really engaging. Unlike some other podcasts, I feel like I did not have to text my mind to pick up learning points. It's joyful learning. I wish my school teachers in the past taught like that too. Haha, me too. Yes, me too. Okay, you can continue. I think they really bring forth perspectives that are actually simple, but I personally fail to realise because I have been so caught up with my own hustle and everything in life feels like a routine that is difficult to break out from. Sometimes, what we really need is just a voice to open our minds to possibilities and ideas we don't really see. And this podcast does exactly that. In the more light-hearted episodes, it feels like I'm just catching up with friends, which is nice too. Human connection. I think this is what truly sets this podcast apart from the rest. Give it a shot. Ah, thank you so much. Ah, interesting, uh, this next love grammar is from SQ Lim yes. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You want to read? No, you read, you read. I read, ah? mm. Okay, so she says, Hi, Rebecca. I just want to drop a message to say thank you for sharing your journey of becoming a photographer. I relate to your story a lot. I have a degree in finance, but always wanted to be in the creative industry. After years of struggle, I'm finally doing something that I enjoy doing. 
learned a lot from you through the podcast. Really appreciate you and Dan a lot. Sending you guys some love from Malaysia. Yay, we love Malaysia. <laughs> wow, we got fans from Malaysia. Yes. Listeners, la. I love Malaysia. I love Penang. Ah, Penang. Penang. I miss Penang so much. Yeah, the Penang food. We should totally go back. Eh? Yes. Okay, let's organize. Yes, let's go back and pick out. So All right. Guys. So guys, today we are talking about... Pricing. Pricing. The price is right. <laughs> and um, I think this is an often asked question and you guys have actually asked us for advice on how to price your offers and your who, products. Yeah, who knew that this would be a much requested topic, right? It is for creative entrepreneurs. Mm. Why? Because um, we enjoy what we do yeah. and then we don't really value, we don't know how to value our own worth and our own work, especially when it's very quite esoteric, you know, it's not like buying a dress or buying mm. like a cup of something. Yeah, or it's, not, it's not very clear like what is mm-hmm. the market, ra- okay, okay, sorry, let me retract, there is a market rate. There is a market rate. But you might not know what the market rate is. Yes, so you feel like, and then sometimes I think there's a lot of hang up about charging a number um, for the work that you enjoy. I think that's where the energy is a little bit blocked sometimes. You go like, how, you think Will anybody pay me this kind of like, money? Like, work so good one. I like to do this thing and people yeah, actually pay. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. It almost feels like a crime to charge people for it. This mm. is for absolute newbies. La, yeah, you know? So correct. I think we are trying to help people who have a little bit of a hang up around pricing. Mm. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we prepare a lot of notes for you. Yeah, a lot of a good lot. tips. So we hope this is something that when you have problems around pricing your offers, if you tune in, it will give you some options to mm. think about how you can move forward in the pricing. Thing. Yeah, I mean, this was a big thing for me also last time. For, mm-hmm. a, for a while, actually. Mm. You know, like in the process when I started doing freelance photography for about maybe one or two years, mm. I was always adjusting. Yeah, the beginning is always the toughest. Yeah, then always like very doubtful, yes. not sure. A lot of doubts. You know, but I survived. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. So somehow, I'm sure you guys will figure it out along the way, but hopefully this will help expedite the process yeah, for you. Correct. You know, make faster. it faster. Like we share our experiences and our best tips with you and then... Everything we know. Yeah, so hopefully you can just quickly just decide on a price, move forward, and then you can settle down on a price that feels right. Mm. So where you. shall we start? How shall we start? Um, where shall we start? Mm. Okay, I just want to tell people what pricing is first. Oh, okay. Okay, so you have to think of pricing as a process. Okay. Okay. It is a process, and a process meaning sometimes it is um, uh, something that changes and evolves and it, it morphs. Okay. So it's not something that you land on the first time and then that's it. You're fixed for life. It's not. Mm. It's a process. And the whole point of pricing is really to maximize your revenue. Mm. There is a point behind it. You want yep. to price right, and pricing is actually part art. And part, part science and part mathematics. Mm. So there's a mathematical bit that you can figure out. There are certain ways. Yep. But then it is also an art, and this is the bit where it's a little bit more intuitive. Hey, sorry. <laughs> no, I wanted to do that. We're today. And this one, pink color. No, is it? Yes. Oh yeah. It's part art, part science, part math. Mm. Okay. The part art part uh, mm. is also a bit like airy fairy one. Correct. Later we'll talk about that. Yes. So um I have come up with actually I've been thinking what are the various main ways you can price? Mm. Okay, the common ways. And I have three main ways that uh, I can share with you, and there's one that I highly recommend. Okay. Mm. Wow. 
<laughs> so how how do you want? Do you want to say something or do you, do you want do you want me to dive straight into? Yeah, you so good. Okay, you say. I'll mm. just add on. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so Lin 老师又来了哈，各位同学们。Lin 老师早。Yeah, 大家早，下午好，晚上好。Okay,、mm. so the first way to price actually is the simplest. It's called competitor-based pricing. So you know your market rate, lah.、Uh? Yes. So this is where you do surveillance and market surveillance. research. You just see what other people are charging. Survey, survey. Okay. Look at other people in your industry doing the same kind of work. What is the going rate?、Mm. Okay. What's typical for this kind of work?、Mm. Okay. And are there any trends?、Mm -hmm. Okay. So for every method, there's always an advantage、uh, where it's great for. Okay. And there's also some drawbacks as well. So this competitor-based pricing is great for ultra-competitive retail spaces. Huh? Yes, because it's very competitive. You cannot price yourself so differently from other people、oh. if you're offering the same thing.、Mm. So you need to know your competitors,、mm. right? But the problem is that then this become everybody else's pricing strategy and not yours.、Mm. So that's the drawback of competitor-based pricing.、Mm. That's the first kind, the、yeah. most straightforward. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the next kind.、Mm. Okay, but really, no matter which kind of pricing method you go for, you do need to know what other people are charging. That's really the basic. Yeah, but、mm. you don't have to charge what other people are. Yes,、charging. yes,、yeah. yes. So I re I recommend that you do research, find out what you are working with or against, and then you can go into the method that I will highly recommend later.、Mm. Okay, but before we go into that, the next very common way of pricing is actually hour based pricing.、Mm. Okay, this is what most people who are rendering services they、mm -hmm. use this kind, right? So this is really basically more determined by the number of hours you put into your work. The amount of labor,、uh, and it's quite mathematical, right? So、yeah. this is great for when you are starting out,、mm. okay? Before you gain a lot of mastery,、mm. and um, when your work is very quantifiable in terms of hours, like if let's say you're cleaning for someone else's house,、mm. or number of hours in gardening, yeah, yeah. So it's it's best suited for common labor types of work. Like house cleaning, pet sitting, babysitting,、mm. it is not that good for creative services.、Mm. Our base is actually quite bad for creative services because then you are pricing, you're you're kind of exchanging your hours for money, time for money, and it's very difficult to get out of that cycle. Yeah, and the thing about creatives is that you don't need, you don't get paid just for your labor.、Mm -hmm. Like let's say you're a graphic designer, you also、mm -hmm. get paid for your ideas. Yes. Your creativity, yes. So that should be a component, also. Yes,、mm. and you see, there's a problem with our base pricing because sometimes good work doesn't mean,、mm. or a good outcome doesn't mean you spend more time on it.、Mm -hmm. So let's take a very simple example to illustrate. This is a cool example. For example, if you were you have a wisdom tooth extraction that you need to do, <clears throat> you go to the doctor, yeah, and then the, you ask the doctor how much does it cost to remove my ex my wisdom tooth? I'm having so much pain.、Mm. So the doctor say, uh, the extraction. Will take about one hour. It's going to cost you five hundred bucks.、Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you say, "Ha!、Huh? Oh,、uh, are there any other rates? You know?" Then you say, "Yeah, maybe I can spend double the amount of time to extract and charge you double." Huh? Yeah. This is our base pricing, ma. Oh. But it doesn't make sense, right? Because if he can say, "Okay, instead of one hour, I can remove it in ten minutes. I charge you double. You will pay, right? You pay more, lah. Yes, for less time.、Mm. So really." This actually, this example illustrates the limitations of our base pricing because not everything is good when you spend more time and more effort.、Mm. In fact, the skills and the outcome is more important. Sometimes, 
you should spend less time. The efficiency is what people are paying you for. Mm-hmm. They a- want it in an ex- hour. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you can spend days and days to think of a good idea. But if you are a really good ideation machine, mm. you can conjure a great idea within 10 minutes. Yeah. That's what people pay you for. Yes. They're not going to pay you for 10 minutes of your time. Yeah. Then how are you going to charge? You say, <laughs> oh, actually, I only spent 10 minutes coming up with the best idea for you. No. They're paying for the idea. Yeah. Which brings me to, to the next way of pricing, which is the best way. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's value-based pricing. Mm. This is what I highly encourage people to use. Okay. Because actually the customers, you and I, we don't really care about the number of hours behind the labor. I don't care about your overheads, your expenses. Yeah. You know, I don't care. I only care about the outcome mm. and the value and whether you are able to produce, uh, provide me with the solution to my problem I'm experiencing. Yeah. Right. As a result of using your services or mm. your product. Right. So value-based pricing is very focused on outcomes, results, not the features. Mm. Okay. So this is best suited for people like us, for creative work, photographer, designer, writer. Okay. And if it is value based, then what is value? What do you think value is? What do I think value is? Hmm. (laughs) For me, right. I, when I, when I first started out, right, I, I didn't know what the market rate was. And I basically came up with a pricing of my own. Mm. Yeah, I basically just charged my clients the amount that I felt that an hour of my time was worth. Mm. So I didn't know what other people charged. But I Mm. feel like, okay, minimum per hour, I don't want to work below a certain amount. Mm. And I'm not going to go below that. And and when you set the price floor, right? Mm. Was it an intuitive thing? Like what were the deciding factors for the price floor? It was intuitive. Yep. As in, so you see, that's why we say it's part art. Because mm-hmm. now you'll ask me to explain. Mm. I can't tell you like, why did I choose this number above that number? Mm. But I just felt like based on, you know, like um, what I was seeing mm. and based on my own life, mm. what was the amount of money I wanted to earn? Right. You know, and that really factored in. It wasn't really like, oh, what's the market rate? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to follow the market rate. Mm. It was more like, okay, I think for this project, it's going to take four hours of my time. Plus I'm going to spend like, you know, time editing. Mm. And then I also factor in like, you know, like I'm the creativity, I'm the mm. creative force in this, right? Mm. So how much do I want to get paid? Mm. Yeah. And it really part out. Lor. So yes. I will just bomb one number out. Mm. Yeah. And for me, my strategy from the beginning is always to go on the higher end. Mm-hmm intuitive also i don't know how i got this idea but i would try to if let's say i come up with a, a number right like uh three thousand dollars i think okay this is i'm quite happy with it i would quote four thousand dollars to mm, the client mm. so i feel like at least there's a leeway and it will not fall below the amount that i'm comfortable mm, with mm. yeah I see. So that's how I do it, lah. Mm. Roughly, I think it really depends on your own personality as well. Some mm. people really just like to just pull a number intuitively out of a hat, mm. but there are some people who actually, if it freaks them out to do mm-hmm. that, they need something that's more guided, more systematic, and more mathematical. Yes, actually, I'm the very like you know like airy fairy. Yeah, I'm like that also. Kind of. Yeah, person. but I also have a guideline. Mm. Yeah, you want to share a guideline? I feel like without the guideline, I don't even it's very hard to pull out a number every single time, Mm. right? So at least you have a base. So now what I have is that I roughly know half a day of my services, right? Mm. How much I want to charge someone. Yes. Half a day is like three hours, three, four hours. And then I know if I want to shoot for someone for a full day, about Mm. six to eight hours, how much I will charge this person. Mm. 
Okay, so when I get a project, basically, at least I know, okay, I look at your brief, I mm, know how many days mm, you need. This project, I'll take about three full days. And then three full days times my three full day rate. Mm, and then mm. I'll look at the number and then I'll do like my meditation yes. thing. Right? And then I will also see who the client is. Yes. Okay, if my client can afford it, Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not like I'll go and ask, hey, can you afford it? Mm-hmm. I just feel like on my mm-hmm. end, right? I put on my feelers. Mm-hmm. I feel that they can afford it and they should pay for it because let's say, for example, you are like a big Yeah, real what estate. kind of business are you? Yes. Company. Yes. My project, if I charge you 10,000, you're going to go out there and earn millions. Right? Yes. I will charge you more. But if you're a smaller business, you're a small cafe, then yeah. I will charge you lesser. It's like if you're shooting for a condominium brochure mm. or a brochure for a villa and they're selling it at 5 million a pop, mm. then you can't charge peanuts. Yeah. But if you're shooting for a cafe, they're yeah. selling cakes. They're selling yeah. pastries at $3.50 each. You know what I mean? The yeah. pricing can be very different because as a result of your deliverables, mm. they are selling things at a different price. Yeah. Yeah. So Correct. that actually affects as well. Yeah. So I think that thing you really need to, because some people think, oh, it has to be a standard price. Mm-hmm. for everyone but mm-hmm. I don't think it works that way mm. and of, of course there are clients that you want to work with also yes yeah then for clients you don't really want to work with but you think ah it's fine I can mm-hmm. take you can raise your prices mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. but I also think another very important point is respect because mm-hmm. when you price too low right mm. you get clients who don't respect your work exactly yeah when yeah when you play, price it at a more premium or maybe mm-hmm. at a higher level mm-hmm. you get clients who know that you know they're really paying for something exactly. and they respect your time exactly yeah so, so you attract different clients with the type of pricing also yeah so you mm. gotta ask yourself do, Where do, you, do want you want disrespectful shitty clients mm. or you want clients who are willing who respect you enough to pay you mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. yeah but that goes without saying that if you want to have premium pricing your work has to be good lah Mm. You cannot be loud, loud, then say, I want premium pricing. It exactly. doesn't work that way. Okay, exactly. You have to be good enough to charge. Then then you have the luxury of deciding, okay, with this kind of uh, skill set and mastery and quality of work, what market do I want to serve? Mm. Is it the mass market, the mm. common market, or am I going for the premium market? Yeah. Right? So if you want to serve the common market, you got to work more. Mm-hmm. If you want to serve the premium market, you want to charge more, then you can afford to work a bit less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, w- I wanted to, um, before we carry on to talk a little bit more about value-based pricing, right? I want to talk about the hourly rate and the day rate thing mm. that you talked about. Having a day rate is actually a very good basis yeah. for um, moving forward when it comes to pricing. You have something to compare it or base it around. So I highly encourage everybody to come up with a day rate mm. just to guide your pricing in the future. Mm-hmm. It becomes easier. So people will say, how do I calculate my day rate? I have a simple formula for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to walk you through people who are totally clueless. Okay, this is how you... Wan Chou. Yes, Lighter，我觉得很好听，就跟那个汤球一样，很好喝。所以你觉得喜欢听我们的podcast的人，是不是要去leave so people will say, how do I calculate my day rate? I have a simple formula for you, mm-hmm. okay, just to walk you through people who are totally clueless. Okay, this is how you do it. Bear with me. I'm not a very good math person myself. So this is going to be easy, okay? Two plus two equals two. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so the first thing you need to do, systematically, this is how you deduce mm. and arrive at a day rate. You need to know what is your target net annual income that you want. Yes. Okay, this will include your basic essentials, 
the should haves and your wants mm. that you want to have in your life. So examples are essentials will be money to pay for your food, mm. your rent, your mortgage, your electricity bills, your water bills. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are cannot uh, do without one. Uh. So yeah. they are essentials. You also have to factor in your should haves, which is insurance, retirement savings, money for self-care or for medicine, okay, mm. medication. Then the last category is money for your wants. Mm. Like, okay, you want a vacation, you want a bigger property, you want a second property, you want to save for your wedding. Savings. Yeah, yes. you want for uh, further education. These yeah. are wants. They are not the first two categories, the third. Add all the three categories together, you will have a target net annual income. Okay, so you got your target net annual income ready. Huh? Next, you have to calculate what your total business expenses will be for mm. that year. So this will include things like your business license, office supplies, if you rent an office space or any software licensing fees, things like that. Those are your total business expenses. Mm. Okay, so now you need to have your target gross income. Mm. Okay, so how do you figure that out? That is basically adding your target net annual income, which you calculated in the first part. Yep. You add in your total business expenses mm. and then you got to factor in the income tax for the mm. bracket that you're in. Yeah. Okay, that is your target gross income. Mm. This is how much you need to pull in in total for that year. Yeah. Then the next question is you have to determine how much do you want to work mm. in that year? What is your workload? So question would be, how many photo shoots do you want to do per mm. year? How many web design project jobs do you want to do? Mm. How many articles do you want to write in yeah. a year? Okay. Then you need to also know for every job that you do, whether it's a web design job, it's a photo shoot, are there any expenses that are required to fulfill each job? Mm. So for example, in Rebecca's case, photography, you might need a lighting guy or mm. a makeup artist or a hairstylist. This is, oh, these are expenses yeah. that are tied to per job, yes. per project, mm. expenses per job. So the price, okay, mm. your day rate will be your target gross income divided by the number of weddings or the number of photo shoots or the number of projects you do per year. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is a day rate. Mm. <laughs> is it clear? Yeah. Yeah, it's very clear. In fact, there's a website that... Allows you to key in all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go and find. Uh. Maybe we'll put a link in the yeah, show I think notes. What I'll do is, for this episode, we can create a simple like PDF download for you uh, okay. that walks you through these simple calculation steps. And then you can download and you can figure out. Mm, yeah, maybe mm. we can do that for this episode. But it's not an absolute number. No, no. So, mm. uh, take it with a pinch of salt, but it's a starting point. It's a starting point. It's a good one. Yeah. So mm. you, it's good to know that your day rate, if let's say you hire me for eight hours or six hours a day, it costs $2,000 a day. Yeah. Or it actually costs $3,000 a day. Mm. Okay. So when someone hires you for half a day, then you say, okay, I need to make, I'm spending four to five hours and I need at least 3000 It cannot be any less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because you have your day rate, you will know your hourly rate as well. You just divide yes. it by eight. Correct. Yeah. So it becomes a basis for your calculation moving forward. Mm. Okay. So now we're going to jump back to value-based pricing. Let's jump back. Yes. So (laughs) value, right? We're talking about what is value, right? Mm. Value to me is a perception, Mm, 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 mm. right? Yes. Is a perceived value. And again, it's very, very esoteric. Mm. Yeah. So really value is in the eye of the beholder, which means your value 
is can be set by yourself. Can be set by yourself. <laughs> and actually, it, it really depends on how much of a solution are you providing the consumer. So if you think about it this way, you have to really focus on what the consumer wants. Mm-hmm. It's not about you anymore. Mm. Okay, To actually be able to do pricing right, pricing doesn't just exist as a price tag. Mm. Pricing actually is about packaging and tagging your offer your solution to a problem and then putting a tag on it. Mm. The price tag doesn't exist in and of itself. Yeah, It has to come with... It depends on what you're giving. Yes. And mm. what you are giving has to come meaningfully from your clear understanding of what problem you're solving for your clients. Okay. So this is why it's so important as creators to know what do they even need from me. Hey, but that's why shit happens. What do you mean? <laughs> so to, to to jump in a bit, right? Uh, recently on the news, there was this funny article, right? About how Hertz, I think mm-hmm. you posted about it also, yes, right? Yes, $32 million. Oh my God. I was just so, having this conversation with someone who, who is working with the company yesterday. Is it? Yes. So Hertz actually hired Accenture yes. to make their, um, to revamp their website oh my God. and branding. Branding also, right? Uh, it's a mobile web application so, and a website. Uh, yeah. So the total digital Rebranding. experience, yes. right? Mm. And they actually paid 30, $32 million. $32 million. Yes, for the project. Yeah, but later on it went pear shape, right? Yes, so they're suing, counter-suing. No, but the funny thing is when it went past ship, Hertz actually went back to Accenture and said, Mm. hey, can you all make these changes? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Then Accenture said, "Uh, you got to pay another $10 million. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so funny because, again, that's why you say value is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Hertz was willing to pay, what, $42 million Mm -hmm. in total Mm -hmm. for something that they could have paid maybe $400,000 for. Yes. With another smaller agency. Yes. Yeah. So don't so, get me started how these big creative agencies can charge so much. I was like, with $32 million to I, begin with in the first place. You can buy a fucking island. Yes, like you don't even have to outsource. Just hire your own people, <laughs> get your own people to build it and you will have a lot of change left. You know what I mean? You can start another company already. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to hire someone to do... Like no, what, that, what app on earth and what website on earth will cost $32 million? I think that's the problem oh, when you don't have the right people in your company. Mm-hmm. That, means that, that means they don't have a correct digital... Uh, like a tech person. Mm-hmm. They don't have a proper CTO in their company. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what's going on. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they even if they could hire a team, they mm-hmm. wouldn't know what to do with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was hoping that this $32 million probably is like they locked in for like a 10-year, 15-year contract. Like at least, it, it, it sounds so impossible. Like why would anybody spend $32 million? When I read the article, I was like, wow, you serve you right long, really long, <laughs> that you went past shape long. Yeah. You spend that kind of money. No, so, but the fact is that they would long spend that kind of yes, money yes. and just the kind of money that's flying around. Yeah. So this boils bound down to a perceived value. Mm. Right. It's possible for a yeah. client to perceive the value you're giving, you know, whatever we, we just said aside, but someone was willing to pay $32 million yeah. for those things. Oh, but even if you talk about photography, mm. Leslie Key, yes. we were talking about yes. this. He gets paid, what, 80K a day mm-hmm. to shoot uh, some, I don't know, portraits or something. I think he, he's, <laughs> he he got paid quite a lot of money for shooting that time Sandy Lam's uh, one album. Of, yeah, album, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like hundreds of thousands. For just like 12 shots of shots or something that's what i read in the papers like in the press yeah yeah so it's the value Mm. yeah if people really believe and like you and they really want what you're offering you know they will pay yeah 
you know? Mm. It, money is not an issue to them. Mm. But you also need to know money is not an issue to who. It, then it's like, oh, this yeah, money is not an issue to those people with very deep pockets. Yeah. Which means you need to know how to market to these people. Yes. You need to talk in their language mm. and you need to offer them something that they want. Mm. Yeah. Correct. That's why when a lot of photographers, they, they say, oh, photography cannot make money. That's not true. When they say a blanket statement like mm. that, that's not true. Mm. They cannot make money because maybe they are shooting for birthday parties. Mm. Right? They get paid $400 a day mm-hmm. or $150. I don't know. Yeah, but... It's not that any industry you cannot make money. Every mm. industry you can make money. Mm. And in every industry you can choose to price at any point. Yes, yes. So you can actually decide yes, what, yes. what point you want to be. You want to tianti, you want to be at the bottom or mm. you want to price higher. Mm. So we have that power. So contrary to popular belief, it's not uh, absolute and it's not out of your control. Exactly. Mm. Mm. So I feel that once you get clarity over your price floor or some basic guidelines around pricing, what you're willing or not willing to do or accept mm. below a certain fee, then it becomes very freeing, okay? And even when you have a price, you can actually say, okay, I can actually totally not even charge you and do pro bono work. But there are different situations why you want to do that. And you need to like your own reasons for doing that. So yeah. value-based pricing, right? It really then is about um, your understanding of your client and delivering great value to them. Mm. So this is value-based pricing, right? And if your value is so much and perceived to be so huge by your customer, then they're willing to pay the roof just to hire you to do it, okay? So that's value-based pricing. Mm -hmm. And you touched on a little bit earlier about pricing meditation. So this is something that I want to teach people to Uh to do, right? It's a fun exercise that uh, I also do it day to day. Like Mm -hmm. because sometimes projects come in with different scopes and different components, different Different size. Yeah. yeah. So every time you got the price over and over again, right? So this is the time where I really practice uh, pricing meditation. And it's very simple. It's basically just um, giving yourself maybe five or even 10 minutes to plant this question, which is, how much am I going to charge this client? Mm-hmm. Or how much am I going to charge for this project? Yeah. Okay, So you give yourself five to ten minutes to try and tap into your own intelligence and the universe and the energy <laughs> to derive at a number that lands well. Mm-hmm. Okay, For this to work, you need to set two parameters. You have to decide what is a price that if it's lower than that, you will not want to do this project for. So for example, yeah. okay, like I wouldn't do this job for anything less than $1,000. Mm. Okay, there's a price floor. Then the other parameter you need to set going into the meditation is what is the price that when I quote my client, I feel like vomiting. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's too much. Oh, it's too, too little. Much. No, it's too much. Oh, it's too, too little much. is the price floor. Oh, yeah, okay. right? This is too much. Mm. So you need to set the low entry point and the high entry point, right? Mm. So you feel like, wow, if I ask for like 5,000 or a bit, I don't know how to say, okay, then that is the price. Mm. So you have the 1,000, you have the 5,000. Now you can start the meditation mm. because you know your pricing has to be somewhere in between the mm. one to 5,000. Okay. Yeah. Can I add one point? Yes. Uh? Actually, so I do that also, right? Mm. Kind of something similar, but I also try to think from my my client's point of view. Yes, yes, yes. So I put myself in their shoes. Like yes. When I get a quote like that, how would I feel? Yes. Does it feel like, okay, this person, I, I, it feels right. Yes. Mm. So this meditation thing, like 
whatever exercise or whatever tool that we are teaching, right, it is always important to not only think of using it for yourself. After applying those these tools and all these meditation stuff or whatever, right, mm. on yourself, always think about the other person because this is how we actually build empathy. Mm. And this is how it makes us even uh, as humans to be more connected with other people. Mm-hmm. And this is how you provide value. By Correct. One of the value that you can provide to your client is to really understand their needs, mm. their budget. Yes. This is value-based pricing, basically, yes. and right? And then you will feel good. Yes. Once you come to that right price, you'll yes. feel good. Like yes. you're not, um, you know, like uh, overpricing. Or, exactly. Yeah. Because when the price is right, it's the right price not just for you, right? It also involves it's for the, the client other also. Yes. yes. So this is when you go into that five, 10 minute meditation and you just sit in and say, okay, I need to find out how, what is the price that feels right to me and for my client as well. Okay. So you start calibrating the radio station mm. okay so a radio station always got a particular frequency right mm. yeah, like 98.7 oh. or 90.5 or whatever but when you are just tuning you will get a lot of static noise right mm, before mm, you mm. land on the actual frequency that is right your heart station. will guide you huh? yes so it's the same thing mm. as you glide through from 1000 to 5000 dollars like 2000 2003 2000, <laughs> a lot of static a lot of static you will land on a price Eh, 3,000, it feels about right. Mm. Okay, you just tell to the left, tell to the right, tell to the left, tell to the right. You land on it and it sounds good. It clicks. That is the radio station. <laughs> that is the price. Wow. Yeah, so that's how you do pricing meditation. This is the pricing meditation and it works every time. Mm. Yeah. So that's basically so it. La, the three different ways of pricing. Yeah. The first way is competitive pricing. Mm. The other one is your hourly, uh, hourly based pricing. And then the last one is value-based pricing. Mm. 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 Hey, you know, I got one friend. Uh. Mm. She's very funny. One, eh. So she has her own company, right? And then when she charges people, she feels bad. Mm. Like she has this guilt around money. money. That's a money mindset. Yeah. Mm. So I told her like, why, why, as in, maybe you have to understand where the guilt comes from. Mm. Is it like because you think that your product is not good Inferior, enough? you're selling someone things that they don't need. Yeah, so mm. maybe you got to go and try to clear that up a bit. Yes. Yeah, you have to really believe in yourself. Mm. Okay, you know, uh, we go back to ancient times, uh, like, you mm. know, when we are all, our ancestors were living in the cave. Uh, yeah, okay. when there was trade, huh? uh, When there was no money, right? Mm. So how do they exchange stuff? They use mm. butter, they exchange, right? So it's like, for example, uh, let's say I need, Rice, mm. right? So I come to you. I say, "Hey, Shini, mm. uh, I, yeah, I, you have rice, shima. right? You have rice, right? I have uh, yeah, you have rice. rice. Okay, so I need a little bit of your rice. Mm. Then you say, okay, uh, but what do you have? What do I have, mm-hmm. right? So I say, uh, maybe I have some uh, goat's milk. Mm. You have got goat's milk. Then, <laughs> then if you need goat's milk and I need rice, that is very simple. Yes. Then we just butter trade. But the problem comes is, let's say I want the rice, but you don't want the goat's milk. Then mm. what do I do? Mm. So that's why money came about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why we had we, we created currencies. Yeah, it's for these cases uh-huh. for when I don't want your shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I want your yeah. You don't want my shit, but I want your shit. Okay, uh-huh. so now you, I can buy your shit without giving you my shit because I use money. Yes. Okay, <laughs> a lot of shitting around. Okay, so understand that money and price is really just value exchange. Mm. Okay, and we don't have to feel hang up or like guilty around charging. A price because really it's an energy exchange. Yeah. If if you can give someone something that you know you yourself feel good giving, mm-hmm. right? Then you will not feel bad about 
getting um, compensated for it. Yes, first you must believe in what you're offering to your client eh? because if you don't believe that they need that and you can solve a problem, uh, that's yeah. every time you sell something, you will get that resistance. Yeah, you will feel like you're a bit on wobbly ground, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you really think that, hey, like good, like, you know, like this thing that I'm uh, this thing that I'm offering to my client really mm. helps my clients. Yeah, I always tell my clients, imagine if let's say today you have developed a cure for cancer, mm. okay? Will you feel bad about asking someone to buy your, your pills or your drugs? Mm-hmm. If it can cure cancer, you must be silly or selfish to not go out and say, please buy my drugs. Mm-hmm. It can help you. Mm-hmm. So once you are very, very aligned with and you believe in what you are offering and the solutions, mm-hmm. you know, you're helping people. You're yeah. not selling them something that they don't need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the basis. Lah. That's the main point. Yes. You really got to believe in your own worth first. Yes. Then when you go out, you can very confidently mm-hmm. charge more or charge whatever amount that you want without mm-hmm. guilt mm-hmm. and you feel good about it. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, going back to the caveman days where you barter, right? So this is where I think that you can be a little bit more um, creative and flexible with your pricing. So even though you have a price tag, sometimes you can mix and match. Mm. So for example, if let's say I want to do, uh, I want to depress my fees a little bit lower, um, I don't get remunerated that much in terms of money, Okay, but maybe I can get paid in another way. Mm. Okay, so sometimes you might want a particular client or a particular job on your portfolio for other more strategic reasons. Yeah. And you can actually bring down the pricing because you're paid in other opportunities. Mm. Okay, or if let's say you want to do this job pro bono, totally free, it doesn't mean your work doesn't have value, right? It could be because you're doing it because you are doing it for a charitable cause. Mm. Okay, you're doing it because you're aligned with a cause and you are paid spiritually and emotionally. Mm. So it doesn't really have to be like the price tag has to be money. Yeah. You can be a little bit more creative and be more open-minded about how you're being paid. Mm. Mm. Oh, that was very useful, I think. I think, uh, yeah. Uh, quite, I quite, wish I knew all this. I, we hope that that's helpful. I mean, I have some other tips like to what? wrap this up. Like, for example, really realize that pricing is something that's fluid. Yeah. Don't feel like you decide on a price and then you can never you change it. it. No, yeah. you can decide it now. You can change tomorrow. So exactly. can. So the most important thing is just decide to decide on a price. Mm. That is the first step that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Decide on a price and move ahead. Mm. The worst thing that can happen is you undercharge mm. or you overcharge. Yeah. But if you overcharge, if people hire you, then maybe people Great. perceive that value to be worth that much. But yeah. if you overcharge and nobody hire you, then you know something is wrong with the pricing. Right? You can readjust. Yes. Mm. Yes. I, I always feel like overcharge is a smaller problem than undercharge. Ob- obviously, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. Start from somewhere and then also when you realize that uh, a good point when you um, know when to revise your price is when you are fully booked. Yeah. La. Yeah. yeah. When you are inundated you to, with yeah. too much work that you can't even handle or not enough time. Uh, time you to one, up your price. Then just raise your pricing yeah. because you this is time for you to actually regroup and think, okay, maybe now, okay, I've already reached my max on my ceiling. Mm. If I charge $250 an hour, and I max out all my time. I get so all my clients that I can ever fit in my schedule. This is, I can only make this amount of money, mm, right? Mm. Okay, this is when you tell yourself, can you change your offering a little bit more now mm. and charge higher? Yeah. Because I always believe you should charge higher, but you should also still somehow give a little bit more value yes. than you used to be. Yes. Yeah, not, not say do the same thing and then charge more. Correct. Yeah, correct. so it, for me, la, personally, la, I feel that if I want to raise my pricing, I need to either the quality or the solution I'm providing is even more kick ass, mm. you know? <laughs> like I think, that. I think um, in a very practical sense, right? So when you say like giving more, so if there are photographers listening to this, uh, 
if you want to charge your clients. I know a lot of photographers start out and they charge by per picture. Mm. Have you heard of this very yes, bizarre yes, yes. thing, right? And I always feel very uncomfortable with this way of charging mm. by per picture. Mm. The reason is because when you do a photo shoot, right, usually you end up having a lot of good pictures, mm-hmm. right? And selling per picture is a bit exploitative of your clients. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, now I got 100 good pictures and if you want 100 good pictures, you got to pay like 100 per mm. per photo and that's like $10,000, right? Mm. So I would recommend that instead of doing that, you do the value-based thing. Exactly. You know, and then you charge a certain amount for the project. Mm-hmm. And if you, okay, at the beginning, you always have a scope, right? You mm-hmm. always tell the client, okay, for this amount of money, I will give you 100 shots, mm-hmm. roughly. So mm-hmm. it's never like a confirmed, fixed, exactly kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. roughly, I'll give you 100 shots. But I think a good thing is to give your clients more. Mm-hmm. So after the shoot is done, you give uh, the clients 100 shots and you tell them, actually, I have 30, 40 more shots mm-hmm. that are great. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just going to give it to you. Yeah, it's already done anyway. Yeah, whereas in the, I think in the wedding photography space, it's like, oh, okay, you pay this amount for this photos, right? And then if you want to add one more photo, you got to pay like 250 per photo mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel that's a bit like nyao la. Sometimes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then also, I think sometimes for the photographer, if you're charging per photo, it also doesn't work for for you for certain situations. For example, let's say you're doing uh, headshots, corporate headshots for mm. companies and then you're doing individual ones. Yeah. Let's say this team has got eight people but then they also want to have a team shot. Mm. Then to them, they'll say, oh, uh, can you do a, two team shots for me? Yeah. And things like that, right? So if let's say you're charging just another couple of hundred bucks for one team shot, it's quite dangerous because you know why when you agree to that and when you do the team shot you put eight people together just to get that two shots you're charging sometimes you know oh you might spend a while a long time because mm. then they'll be like oh, oh, oh you know can I sit here can I stand there can I whatever then you can't adjust the value already because mm. you're, you're already committed to I'm delivering at the end of the day two photos to you Correct. but the process of getting to that two photos well it took half half a day mm. so it's better in those cases these cases to just say okay for these individual shots plus the team shot we're going to do a full day rate for you mm. so I charge a full day rate Mm, then it doesn't matter whether it's two shots or four shots or five shots or whatever correct if I have ten good shots I'll give it to you and you'll be happy then it's win-win it's good for yourself it's good for your client as well Mm. don't be nyao because to you the thing is already short just give them yes yeah don't nyao zi yeah don't be nyao I think that's a very good point and Mm -hmm. it helps you to have a a better relationship with your client exactly exactly yeah not every photo yeah. $50. I don't correct, know. correct. Don't know how they do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a bit that's about it. Okay, shaker. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my song today mm. is because I feel like pricing is really about feeling good. Yes. You really gotta feel mm. good. Okay. I don't mm. know I know everyone's inner antenna is different la, mm. But for me it's like that. Yes, so, you must love money. Love money <laughs> is not dirty. Yeah, you gotta love money. Yes. You gotta love the value that you give people. Yes. And you gotta you also gotta make sure that they love you, you know. Yes. Your client loves you. Your client can happily pass you the money one and say, Oh my god, uh, thank you so much. Like, it was a joy working with you. It was money well spent. Yes. That is the holy grail. Yes. So yes. my song mm. is about having good vibrations. <laughs> I like it. Like my Nespresso machine, right? Vibrate, right? Yes, it's all about the vibrations. My song is basically, I think pricing, don't think about it as this big, difficult thing to do. 
hopefully after listening to this episode, you will begin to feel that pricing is as simple as ABC. That's all. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. H, I, J, K, Are you going to get all the way to Z? L, M, N, O, P. You are. no Okay, bye. Next week. See you next week. Bye. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. Somehow closer now Softly smile I know she must be kind In her eyes She goes with me To a blossom room I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations
万秋，哎，是你 ，very happy land。为什么呢 ？Because this person has come to the end of our podcast. This person just spent I don't know how long listening to our podcast. Yeah, so we want to thank you for sticking through the podcast. Thank you, thank you. We really, really love you guys.、Mm-hmm. I hope you feel it. Yes, feel the love. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> <laughs>